Welcome everybody to Halfway to Heroes on this special episode. We are going to be recapping the series from episode 1 to 31. Uh, so, oh, 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 all tricks. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. I'm just kidding. Uh, so everybody, we've all got all of the summaries pulled up for all the episodes 1 to 31. And I think we'll go ahead and just kind of like start talking about how the show started and then from there we'll just uh kind of continue on down the path to uh how we got to where we are now um does anyone want to try to like just recap kind of the first arc of the show so that i mean obviously the first one is when we're all at the school right we met at the school everybody was in their own respective you know training and and classes and stuff we started in the big meeting where she had the the not a fucking pep rally, but you know what I mean, like a speech thing. I can't remember what they're called right now. Assembly. It was yeah, an assembly. assembly. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, and uh, you know we were in there. That's where we. That's where we were kind of having our beef with the Funky Four. I remember Clyde threw a table Funky Four for the first at time. Somebody he, he tried, tried to. to. Yeah, I just realized in that one room was the first time we got a look at. The Funky Four, Klug, and Wake all together, plus you four. Yeah, I remember walking in there, and Headmaster Wake told me she expected great things out of me, or something like that, and I was really taken aback, because I was like, I don't, I don't understand <laughs> why me. But she was actually, I think she's talking to Ubo, or maybe it was Klaus, somebody. So... Yeah, I think I think when we're doing this, we can also throw in a little bit of like behind the scenes for people so that it's not a, just only a recap, but also there's some like peek behind some curtains uh, on that. She was talking to Merlin, but then that was before I really knew all of your names really well. And I said, you're going to do fine all tracks. And I completely meant to say Merlin. So it sounds like. Merlin's seeking, if I remember right, Merlin's like seeking some kind of like reinforcement that he's going to do okay. And she just like she ignores him and says, all checks you're going to do good. I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that was funny. That so was that funny. was a good way to start the show with a, uh, a slip up like that on my part. <laughs> Did I hate Uthor at that time? Or did something happen in between then? I don't remember. No. You, dude, you hated him from the uh, get go. I, I don't even know what started it. I just remember <laughs> a strong dislike for him. Well, it was really, it was really Minley that was kind of, kind of like really a bully, bullying, really just Merlin. Uh, but obviously, you know, she's like a Helga G. Pataki. But yeah, yeah, obviously, like bully one of you, bully all yeah, four. Yeah, bully Merlin because uh, she loves him. But, the, but the other three, uh, like. Quickness of Turtles was really interesting in Uba's tech. Uh, and the other two literally said nothing. But for some he reason... He rubbed me the wrong way, man. <laughs> he just... He did. Didn't like him. We we made up eventually. But... Yeah. What's the, the dwarf barbarian? Uh, that is Claire. Uh, so Claire has still never said one word in the show. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> it was because I, I had an accent in mind for Claire on the very first episode, and I panicked and didn't pull the trigger on it. And then every time uh, Claire has ever popped up, I've always panicked 
And now at this point, we're 31 episodes deep, and I'm, I'm like, I feel a big pressure when Claire finally so does look, dude, I'm a cast member of this show from day one, and I didn't even know there was somebody named Claire in the Funky Four. Till just now. <laughs> it's because I've never I, had I Claire talk. I never talked to her. I just I just look at her calf muscles when she walks in. You know what? Next yeah. episode, so, we're going to fucking sending stone the Funky Four and talk to Claire right off the rip. That's a promise, <laughs> Dio. You better have it down. When I made the Funky Four, I wanted them to just be like a mirrored adventuring party of you guys. So it's Claire for Clyde. They're both barbarians. Minley, Merlin, both warlocks. Uthor, Altrex, both paladins. And Ubo and Quickness of Turtle, their names don't both start with the same letter, but I thought uh, Tabaxis have really weird names like that, like Quickness of Turtle. I thought it was and- a turtle for like I, did too. I know everybody <laughs> I did, did. i never think of quickness as a fucking yeah, cat. A cat never yeah because they have weird names so i was still trying to think of a way to tie it to ubo but not have it start with an, an uh, a u because i couldn't think of a way to make the name start with you so i was like well i'll just make it instead of quickness of turtle and that's how i'll kind of tie their names together uh, I didn't. I didn't expect us to spend this much time on each that's, episode because there's no way. <laughs> there's no way we could get to 31 episodes yeah, at yeah, that no. pace. So we can kind of, uh, you know, like what's like. Obviously, the first episode was important though. It was you all meeting, you know, six pretty big NPCs. Right. But what was the first arc all about? Doing the um, test, right? To be the Scrimmore Superiors and graduate as top of our class. But, that but we point. knew from the get-go, once we all, I mean, my beer cans and deer heads were laying around. Everyone <laughs> everyone gave me shit. You're like, this guy. He's going to be the Superior one day. Yeah, we're all going to be yeah. Superiors. It's a good team. There was that secret dungeon that nobody knew about. We demolished that thing. I don't remember much about it. really good well. Except for the the spot where we got, like, cookies and shit in the middle of it. This uh, the rest and relaxation, yeah, the relaxation room. room. I remember that. <laughs> I think you all skipped that too. Anyway, yeah, I don't remember that. I yeah, had at to. All. I can't eat cookies. But so, <laughs> yeah, we all skipped. Yeah, it. we we skipped the rest. We wanted to be. Quick. I remember specifically the coin machine that we like tied a coin to our finger and tricked Clue. Yeah, that was one yeah. thing I didn't think yeah, about. We're cheap <laughs> bastards. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spend any money. I at least try to make you all roll for it, but then whoever rolled for it rolled really well. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't like not. I think it was, it I think I made the idea to fucking do the old coin trick to, you know, mess him up. But he only let us yeah. do it so much and then he yelled at us and stopped it. Yeah. My favorite part was when we all had our separate test in the test. Yeah, that was really cool. Separate rooms. I, w- I was not sure which test you all would pick. Guys, I don't remember at all. I don't remember any of this. There was like a strength door. <laughs> I did the fear I door. I knew that Clyde would go for the strength door. How do you not remember that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> now, now that he said strength door, I do remember that going for the strength door. Yeah, I will say that um, I thought that Altrex was going to go for the the door that Merlin went for, which was courage. The, I think courage. Yeah. And I don't know why. I just thought Altrix would go for that one. Makes, no, it was for the paladin. It wasn't guess, courage. Know. It was like commitment or something like that. Honestly, I think Altrix went through the bully door. Became a bully later. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I went through that door because I'm, I'm gonna, not afraid I'm gonna of kill nothing. 
I'm going to kill a kid who is not really a kid, but we'll get to that later. All ch- you're, okay. I'm yeah. notes, still you're mad. Notes, man. I'm still mad. Your notes, man. You mentioned uh, Ultrax curses for the first time, and I think he curses from there on out. <laughs> I just, you know, it was... It, it was the, the getting with you guys and getting more of the human traits going that I just kind of relaxed off of being so uptight. So just, uh, I'm pretty caught up with this. I'm turning this one into a, that DM's Guild module. So I've been a little bit more kind of like like into the nitty gritty of this arc. So I'll just real quick rattle off the rooms and you all can like chime in on whatever room you all want to talk about. It started with the... Uh, room with the long tables, chandeliers, and the two uh, clockwork soldiers at the end. And then immediately after that room, I believe was the big open forest room with the stone Medusa at the top. And that's how we got the majestic goose uh, Clyde climbing a tree and you guys slingshot oh, him. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> they rocked the tree like... Okay, ha- have you guys ever seen... Uh- Beverly Hills Ninja. Ninja. Yes, I was just about to say that with Chris Farley. Or, when he <laughs> rocked Chris in the Farley, tree with Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, Chris Farley and Chris Rock. That's that's exactly what was going on in my head. I love that movie. <laughs> if you all were curious, curious about like any like uh, tokens you guys missed or anything. I missed one. Uh, there was one in that lake that nobody got but to. I, I forgot who said, I think it was Adam. He's like, you're just flying through the air like a majestic goose. Like, just- I did not mean to say that, but then it, it, it instantly became like just a big <laughs> moment <laughs> that people met, like quoted at us. And then Garoni was like, yep, I'm drawing that. Yeah, I'm going to draw that. That was our, like one of our earliest pieces of fan art. And I think that was an episode. Well, it was probably an episode two. Um, after that, we go to the spider room, another room I enjoyed a lot, that had the barrels that you all had to walk with, through, with the standing on two pressure plates. And I got that idea yep. straight from just video games. <laughs> I remember that. I'm pretty sure they locked us in I there. I did. I wanted to, because that, that was my one line where I was like, close the portcullis. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as I see you with a spider, I was going to trap you in there. But it worked out because I remember it did. we fucking planned it right and we stepped off and cut the spiders. We learned in half. what a portcullis was. Yeah. Damn. It's very good. That's a really uh, fast portcullis, though, for it to just slam yeah. down. I think after that was, uh, right after that was the rest and relax- relaxation room. Yeah, you all skipped that because you guys could have taken a short rest there, but it would have added 30 minutes to your timer. Yeah, we and really then, wanted to Funky Four. Yeah. After that was the uh Monty Monty Hall problem with the uh, uh three doors and you had to choose one and then you got the offer to switch a door if you wanted to, but you guys put a bunch of coins in and took them out. Checked every door. <laughs> and right after that room was the final room with the big clockwork dragon. I'm pretty sure Ubo killed him. I think Ubo died. Yeah, I I got dropped. Did you get dropped? Yeah, I think I think we had our first hit zero <laughs> HP in that encounter. And I believe it was Ubo. I did. I remember. No, wait a minute, because in Merlin's door that he went through, he had to sacrifice himself and like die. Oh, oh shit! I forgot. I I he forgot to mention down. the doors. Oh yeah, where? Okay, yeah, did I die there? You didn't. You like killed yourself you or whatever. Zero. But it, like did that flame and like you got your Eldritch Blast power or whatever or something like that or yeah. By the way, we mentioned everybody else's door. We mentioned Clyde's muscle door, Dustin's door. Uh, Barry was supposed to just uh, blow out the candle and run to the end. 
And if you would have done that, then one of the one of the uh, and Barry, I do agree with your argument that hey, me running with a candle candle would have put out the candle. Right. I think it probably would have. It too. would have. I just by design, I didn't have that in mind. So I missed um, my coin. And then, Sean, do you remember your puzzle? You had like a fucking logic remember. puzzle. Oh yeah, where you had to get yeah, the weight balanced out or something like oh, that yeah. well i got it right but only because you guys were like, <laughs> <laughs> i edited all that out so it just sounds like sean's really smart and gets it really quick i'm a genius <laughs> i'm really liking this episode and giving all those peeks behind the curtains that uh we haven't got to do yet so this snippet that you wrote is funny and after we talked about all this stuff the group is finding chips and kicking butts have they kicked? Have they kicked enough butts? Have they found enough <laughs> chips? Will they finally get out of this super cool dungeon? <laughs> I was so much better at writing episode descriptions back then than I am now. Now they're like, they're not that good anymore. Uh, that was probably one of the best ones, though. So, so what? But did I have a puzzle? Uh, yours was you just had to you had to first lift your door to even get into the door, <laughs> and then you had uh to do a uh arm wrestle match. Oh yeah, remember? And there was like a a glass case with chips in it, and if you beat the mechanical arm wrestle, you uh, unlocked it. And I think you did. I think I, I don't really remember good. any of that. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly, those separate challenges I forgot about too until um. Dustin mentioned it. And then, yeah, you fought the dragon, got another... I Yes, I am trying to speed things up a little bit to get us a little bit more on track. Um, fought the dragon, ended up uh, going and um, getting uh, tattoos uh, from passing, because to pass, you needed a set amount of tokens. Um, found out that the Funky Four actually tied you all in tokens when they finally got into the waiting room. But you guys beat them. Um, so you guys did become the superiors and get some coins or, I mean, get some, uh, credits from there. You guys got to meet Daryl and our first shopping trip. So I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember the backstory, but I know Clyde hates Daryl probably just as much as I hate Jeremy. That's because of a one shot onslaught and Johnny <laughs> carried the feud over across streams. <laughs> Just so if anybody hasn't listened to One Shot On Site, yeah, and you probably listen to me, you're like, why did Clyde hate this fucking cow Minotaur so bad? <laughs> <laughs> you need to go and listen to our uh, Minotaur's Bargain episode of One Shot On Site, whereas uh, I think it was, it was just our, me and Dustin. Yeah, it was our first and only episode that's a duo. It's just Dustin and Johnny with me as the DM, and uh, yeah, that's where we uh, I created Daryl, and then I liked <laughs> Daryl so much that I carried him <laughs> into this show. I got I got so sidetracked because I just remember you said go see Daryl and he's like fucking Daryl like the Minotaur. <laughs> Barry, you're like, did I miss an episode? Yeah, like, what's going on here? <laughs> Who is this? Um, so uh, speaking of that that episode, um, that episode actually does end with I want to say that that's probably an interlude. I don't know the way I've got it chopped up on this recap is it may be messed up, but. Yes, because this is an interlude where we, uh, I was actually really proud of this episode, everybody. Um, the interlude episode where you guys all got your subclasses. Oh, yeah. So where dust, where Merlin plays the prank 
on yeah. the librarian. <laughs> oh my god, that was <laughs> when he finds the book yeah. that has his name written in it, but the librarian doesn't see it. Yeah, I try to take the book. <laughs> I try to be nice about it. Uh, I think this might be my book. Um, Uba, what happens in Uba on that interlude? Agrees. Uh, his like mentor or something, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, Ubo. I'm sorry. I was talking about Altrex. Oh, that's when we find out how much Altrex hates Uthor. It's when you go and you say oh, your oath. Oh, that's right. I don't remember what. And you're happened, like really, flipping but... him off and cussing him out, and he's like, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Uh, we had a conversation before we walked in there or something like that. Though. He tried. Yeah, he did. And I don't remember why. I just chose to be an asshole. To- well, it was because <laughs> they were part of the Funky Four, dude. Yeah. yeah. By that point, we were like five episodes in. Yeah. And you knew that they were kind of like your, you know. Arch rivals. Rivals by that right. point, yeah. But we did end that episode with another one of my highlights of the show. Um, and that is... Clyde going to sleep off a drunken bender and uh, crashing into his uh, cases of empty Bud Light cans and then seeing seeing a certain ghost for the first time. Robordo? Yeah. You remember oh, this yeah, he's like, who's this? And he's like, really nice with someone from his past. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, it was the first time you saw your ghost dad. And I forgot, I had a different name for Robordo. But. No, I, I had I, separate names for my mom and dad. Yeah, you gave me names for them. But then I, I said, I don't know what voice to do. And I think somebody said something. Somehow I got to Waterboy. Yeah, we all just kept going, yeah, my I, daddy, Roberto. It's your daddy, Roberto. And then we made the comment that sounds like so, Roberto from so Waterboy. So we just stuck with it. And then so that's how forth, we got Roberto and Roberta. Yeah, yeah, and they were both different. Um, Next day, you guys obviously wake up. I forgot you guys had to give speeches. I did too. Yeah, we gave speeches. Someone, Holy shit. Did we? Yeah, we gave speeches. Did dude. you guys wing those? No, no you gave I us, gave you guys yeah, a heads you gave up. Us heads up to where we wrote them, or like planned. Yeah, because D- Dustin wrote his down and like. Yeah, I read off of it. And I sound <laughs> sounded really stupid. <laughs> well, was mine good? But I, I mentioned I was writing off of paper. Yeah, I think everybody had some really good ones, honestly. But then, yeah. Uh, so from Headmaster Wake, straight from she kind of cuts that whole uh, ceremony short, and that's where you guys find out. About the the main quest so far. The secret vault that was robbed. Yeah, well, first, if people are ju- literally just listening to this, like, if somebody really wants to listen to our show, but they don't want to listen to the whole 30-episode back backlog, or if they want to listen to this and decide if they want to listen to the backlog, I think it is really important that we first say that, let me give just a two-sentence or so summary real quick leading up to all the stuff that we just talked about uh there was like a 70 year illusions war is what it was called and it was where illithids were coming to the world of modras and uh trying to take over and while they were doing that they created this school called the scrimmore academy and uh, from there, they started to train adventurers and fighters to fight back against illithids um 30 years ago, the Illithids kind of just like vanished kind of out of nowhere. 
And since then, the school's funding has just slowly been dried up because it was funded by different uh, towns and cities from all over Modras that were trying to fund this one city or this one school to train. But since the Ilthids were gone, people were kind of cut their funding. And because of that, the school's closing. And uh, these four are actually a part of the last class uh, remaining. And uh, so cut to the graduation ceremony. You all find out that there are four orbs that were created by Talos, the god of uh, storms. And um, they have been stolen and that stolen you should crop that to the beginning, man. I, the, I know. Yeah, we, we we're talking about the school this whole time, and I completely forgot that we didn't even do like a recap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely crop that to the beginning, and then we'll dive into the school. I don't, I don't think the school's closed, man. I think they just told us that to put a little pep in their step. <laughs> they uh, and it, I mean it, it still is. Uh, they told you all that it was going to be stay open for like six months till like everybody moved out, found jobs and things so they were going to keep like the dorms open and stuff but. they have to they don't have doorknobs to close them anymore <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert for <laughs> 10 episodes from now so yeah we start with the rain orb and uh that was johnny's hometown flanderdash right flanderdash yep and he had that was where there was a group of orcs right was it orcs so um yeah headmaster wake uh, obviously approached you four first since you guys were the scrim more superiors you guys won that challenge um and that's why she kind of asked you all to go and investigate and uh pointed you in the flander flander dash direction because there were heavy rainstorms in that area and that's what like a sign of the rain um but no um i know it was a scarecrow from reading this but there was that group that was taking over the town yeah so everyone kind of around the town were all big, like Clyde. They were, you know, half orcs, goliaths, things like that. And were these I don't all remember how people? you guys found out. Oh, I do remember how you guys owner. found. He told us, he told us what was going on, that, that the scarecrows were basically like, they were up at that farm, which happened to be Johnny's old house. Yeah. <laughs> My old house. Yeah, the shoe. And that's where they like set up their base, and we were trying to get information. And he was telling us about why or like what they were doing, you know, basically like running the town. But ever since they got there, the rain came and flooded everything. His son was, yeah. Do you yeah. guys remember what the son made you do before? He made we had to go get something. Yeah. His little sorters, wooden sorters, his and shit. <laughs> from Alspie. <laughs> Wait a minute, wasn't that that one kid that that we had to like do the oh. the false? Like demo of the robot thing for, and I had to pretend. Robot yeah, demo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. The somebody, fighting robot. Somebody was a salesman, and I pretended. Guys, to be. this show used to be so fucking good. <laughs> it's still fucking good. I'm just joking, but seriously, like, damn, yeah, those first two are. I had to be a fake fighting robot while I think Ubo or Merlin <laughs> sold me. Or tried to sell me. And Merlin sneaked into the house. Yes, yeah, so I was sneaking, so someone else was a salesman. I think I was a he... salesman, and uh, <laughs> Ubo was controlling the robot. Controlling the yeah. robot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys had to... And then somebody was like, I'm going to go back in the house for a second. And you fucking threatened the kid. You were like, I did. You ever I did. Yeah, I threatened him because he was a little <laughs> asshole. His eyes went red. Oh, and I used suggestion on him to ground him. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you're grounded. Oh, man. 
And then after returning the sword, obviously the kid told you about uh, Clyde's old shoe house, uh, seeing the scarecrows going in and out of the the basement. And then from there, I mean, it was like <laughs> Clyde didn't even know he had a basement. <laughs> well, it was like a, it was like so they was made it. New. Wasn't it like a dugout room that was all new? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then we killed that one dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, look, we it- found out that Arillo said that. Does anybody okay? Does anybody remember where Rillo got the orb from? He got it from Klug, or no, not yeah, Klug. But he met him with the hood up and shit, so he didn't like see his face or anything. But he got the rain orb to try and get was it his wife back? Didn't she die or something like that? His daughter died from famine because there was a big drought. That's what it was. Yeah, and we didn't find this out till after I killed him, or somebody killed him. Uh-huh. I think I killed him, and then Merlin Lester from that point on. What are you doing in my house? Uh, yeah, we decided to kill him. In the house. He, he hit you or hurt you or something like that, and then I don't think he did anything. I was no, just, I was just no. so mad. I thought at he, he attacked us. Or no, he like didn't that. hit anybody, or he wouldn't. He wouldn't give I don't up. Think we had to order, kill or, him though. No, we we just found yeah, out. He didn't want to give it up. up. That's no. what it was. He thought that he was getting better at controlling it, but I mean, you guys did think that like if the rain didn't stop, it was gonna flood all the crops, and like I mean, there was gonna be famine either way. He was trying to learn to control it so that he could make it so that it wasn't a drought we anymore. But I felt. That's all right. We got the no, orb. I was having dollar. a lot of grief for a lot of episodes after that. I felt really guilty about killing that guy. Now, now it's like, you know, all these people deserve it when we go to do things. But that guy in particular, man, I still feel bad about that one. But we got the rain orb. That was our um, first successful adventure. Yeah. And then on the way back, we have one of my favorite interludes. It is called Interlude. Obviously an alien. Do you yes, guys remember that interlude? On our way That's back, 11. we ran into Jerundu. In the forest, and he kept saying, save her, save her, over and over again. He wouldn't talk to us. Oh, yeah, in the, in yeah. the crop circles. And wasn't this where, where uh, Merlin's sister like was with him, and she disappeared? Yeah. I don't think he was able to give uh, Tiana's name. Yeah, until... we didn't find out about that for a while. Yeah, nobody knew who he was saying save her until... I think he eventually starts being right, able to talk a little took bit care more. Of but at first, he uh, no, he didn't. He didn't lead us yeah. to the clearing. We decided that we yeah, we followed follow footsteps, footsteps. And we decided to camp there, and we tied him to a tree so he wouldn't run off or attack us or anything like that. And I do remember we we got to a big clearing where there was no trees around, but the footprints just stopped. And I mean, we just assumed that she got abducted, whoever the her was. And we took him back. Yeah. We Obviously took him back to aliens. school with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say just another, I like giving these like kind of sneak peeks and stuff. Uh, I'm going to say there is something in episode 11 that will definitely come back in like the last arc of the show. I'm going to go listen to that. And, so I'm yeah. going to re-listen to that, I guess. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's like a lot of shit in that episode, so I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to be obvious at all. But there is something in that episode that is is very big. After that one, after you all get back, you find out that the the island of Estradu 
It's snowing for the first Uber's time ever. Homeland. Snow place like home. One of my favorite <laughs> art names we ever snow, came up with. Snow place like home. I loved it. Yeah, we 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 freaking traveled over there. And well, wait, wait. Uh, do you remember who you brought with you? Yeah, Klug. We took him. I don't remember how you guys found. Oh, because he was being fucking sneaky. Yeah, and well, you guys. He, he told us. We we like yeah, hiding behind a box. Like intimidated him, and he ended up telling us that he gave away the rain orb. I think. To the yeah, dude. he was behind some barrels yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, and he saw his green ears sticking <laughs> so up. It was either A, we were going to rat him out to Professor Wake, or B, we made him go he with us. He was going to come and carry yeah. your bags? <laughs> we made him the bag boy. <laughs> Remember he fell down the cliff at that one point or whatever, carried all our bags? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> he deserved it, all right? He put us through all this mess. But yeah, he came yeah. with us. And did we go by boat? We you went by boat, uh, Johnny. Uh, what happened on the first night on that boat? Uh, some <laughs> asshole decided to drive us over a fucking kraken. <laughs> he was spe- look. We were specifically told Clyde is not allowed to drive the boat, and we all went to bed under the assumption that Clyde wasn't going to drive the boat. <laughs> and yet we woke up and Clyde had driven the boat <laughs> right into a kraken. <laughs> Uh, and so <laughs> somebody said, wait, why would Johnny driving the boat make a crack in a text? So I was like, well, you drove right into a cracking cove. <laughs> that was like our first, well, not our first big boss battle, but it really wasn't like a huge battle with Orillo with the orb. He just kind of got killed. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was a battle, battle. I mean, I think there was like multiple tentacles and stuff. Yeah. It was a pretty big fight. That was fun. And then, and then you, I think you guys... I might be making this up. I thought you guys like threatened or somehow convinced the people to not mention Clyde driving the boat. And then I don't think we ever mentioned again the next day, like all the holes and shit that this Kraken, because the Kraken was like taking out big chunks of the boat. And I don't think the, the captain ever brought and it up. And somehow we convinced Captain Ballesteros to wait for us. Well, you paid. Did we pay for that? a lot. I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe that was it then. We told her we would pay. I don't know if we ever actually. Paid. I, don't, I don't know either. You might not have. Wasn't that two captains? No, it was just Captain Ballesteros and Captain Clyde for a night. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but it was, she had two names. It was Captain Ballast- Captain Captain Brittany Maria Ballesteros. I, I convinced the guy my name was Merlin. <laughs> That's what it yeah. was. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then you offered to give him haircuts, and I think he did bad at it, I think. Yeah, he did a bad haircut. Uh, uh. Oh, and then we can't talk about Snow Place I Come without talking about one of the first stops heading into the jungle where uh, Ubo pointed out, hey, my parents live near here. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> toot, toot, toot. Yeah, dude. That's how Toot Toot was born. Is. It was this episode. Uh, so let me let me look at these. I haven't been looking at these um, uh, summaries at all. So after surviving the journey across the sea of stars, the gang touched down on the island of Stratu. Welcome to the jungle. Um, so the main thing the- I remember about his parents was the freaking cookies. Yeah, this one says the gang takes a detour from finding the orbs and stops to meet Ubo's parents. That's all it says. And they were, yeah, they were like weird zombie, like monsters, robot people. Dude, they were, I they were about acting that. really strange. <laughs> yeah. And even Ubo was like, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, we'll just we'll stay oh, here. And we'll, they we'll didn't hang toot out. toot him right or something, right? 
That was one of my favorite scenes ever when you all split up on your own. Yeah, I got attacked going into the pantry. Somebody got a big net that fell on that them. That was me, the electric net. Somebody got shot, shot with tranquilizer darts. I got shot with darts in the pantry. All tra- oh, that's what all was. tricks. I got oh, got the electric net. I went to the bedroom. The net came out of the ceiling or something like that in the bedroom while I was like Merlin was on the there. couch with the tablet. Yeah, yeah they, they showed me tablet, this tablet. Like, I was them. thinking. I was thinking, man. I was like, man, I don't think I should look at this, but I mean, they're showing me it, so I guess, yeah, I look at it. <laughs> and then Ubo is the only one, like, not somehow, you know, uh, taken out, and he saw like his mom just tears dripping down her eyes, but with a big smile on her face. Yeah, oh like God, this really is one of my her. favorite scenes. I somehow forgot about I the know. whole thing. So look, okay, how did we get saved out of that though? Um, I think. Ubo. Had it been Ubo because we were all trapped. I think yeah, Ubo we were broke incapacitated. I think Clyde. I think Clyde actually saved his on his deck save, and ended up not getting Passing shot. Out. Yeah, you had to cut me out of the net and save me. Oh, I remember that? And then, I was like, and yeah, and then whenever they did get you all tracks, you use uh, lesser restoration. Your cure, yeah, your uh, tingling hands on them. And we found out that um, weird alien-looking creatures. The Allen, the Allens, the Allens came there, <laughs> and next thing they knew, they were just in that weird trance state. You guys found uh, the camera in the tree. Yep, uh, Clyde just fucking football spiked that it. right into the ground. <laughs> Didn't even try to inspect the it. Or it's a Sauron fucking ball. Bam. <laughs> and that yeah, was where Sauron. <laughs> that's what it was like. That was where we led to the cookies. The best damn cookies in Modris, hands down. Yeah. Fucking flipped over Uba's mom in a porta potty. <laughs> yeah, we, well. Well, what was the reason of the cookies and all that, though? Because we had like 20 minutes to kill still in the episode. Well, you got past what I was thinking we would get past. So we started just hanging <laughs> out. <laughs> well, they had like a thousand cookies that he didn't eat or something because he didn't like them. No, they were gross. So we Remember were going to get like rid of the cookies hard? for him. That's because why we tipped the dad her, his mom. Felt right? too bad to tell the mom he didn't like the cookies. Yeah, they were stashed under the house or some shit. Yeah, he hit them. <laughs> he hit them all around the house. So we tipped the porta potty to hide the cookies, right? No, the mom was in the porta potty and he was trying to distract her. So he started flipping her, acting like he was trying to get her out. I just got to say, some of our best moments in all of our recordings have been around. Food instances, <laughs> like the scene with the cookies, and I know it was a completely different show, but I will never forget the fucking Uncle Herschel's breakfast scene <laughs> from our mini campaign. That's probably one of my favorite scenes that we've ever done. It's a toys around food. I'm telling you, I think when we're just kind of like bullshitting is when it's the best. <laughs> <Good boy. Yeah. laughs> when it's like, oh shit, I don't have enough prep. Let's fucking <laughs> just hang out for a minute. That's when it's the best. Um... Yeah, I think uh, Merlin, was it you that tried to invite them along on this deadly, dangerous adventure? Yeah, and then everyone was saying, oh, I think Sean was saying, oh, no, don't invite them. <laughs> yeah, don't bring my mom and da- dad in this. But uh, we asked him about um, the snow, and they mentioned like a snow castle, which was yeah. weird that it was around him, I think. Yeah, we went yeah, and they pointed that to the direction the... of the snow castle. And then the snow castle was like, 
had either a statue or was shaped like rocks. Ubo's longtime childhood friend. Yeah, and from there, uh, you guys uh, found Rux and his shitty, shitty snow castle. I was picturing like a big old snow castle. Was it a little well, one? Well, it was big, but it had like one tower was like folded all the way down, like touching the ground, and <laughs> he didn't really know what he was doing yet. Uh, it turns out he stole the orb. Again, yes, I am trying to speed things up just a little bit. Um, but fine. yeah, again, he stole the orb from the boat arriving at Estradu, Um just because, like, he didn't know the orb was there, but he just stole the crate. And uh, you guys were able to, with Uba's help, just kind of, like, talk him out of it. <laughs> he just gave it up to you guys, and then you guys invited him to come hang out with you. That was actually a really easy uh, orb recapture. Yeah, it was. You guys did have to fight a big ice statue of Rux. Yeah. But not Rux himself. Yeah, well, didn't we just, like, so. convince him to give it to us? Yeah, I think you guys rolled some really good uh, persuasion checks or something. And, uh, I mean, he really didn't care too much. He just knew that it was probably really valuable. And um, so he thought that, you know, he didn't really want to give... Try and fight off. Yeah. But not, like, to the Uh, death. But, yeah, and then you guys invited him along, and he journeyed back with you to Brightbank and the Academy. I do want to mention that uh, another thing that happened on that first night or second night on the ship there it was when you guys saw the three colored shooting stars oh yeah the i think it was purple blue and red wait where did floppy joe come from um that was barry's docent that after the flander dash rain orb and you guys turned it in and got the uh, school credits he used all of his money to buy the docent, which is like a little floppy disk that he inserts into his chest. Thus, you gave him the name Floppy Joe. He told us that he wasn't sure, but it looked like like the, it was reminiscent of re-entry of Illithid craft. Oh, we're fucked. And but he didn't know what like. the co- why they were different colors, yeah. Right. Um forgot about that. So Good old Floppy Joe. Yeah, floppy I need to think Joe. about those colors now, man. Floppy Joe. Well, now you got to think of everything yellow? you've seen that's purple, yellow, or or uh, purple, red, or blue, man. Dustin, you're wearing a blue shirt, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so heading back, I do want to point out we did have a fucking steakhouse uh, encounter on the way to oh. turn the orbs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that was Johnny's doing. I think John's like, I really want some steak. A steakhouse? I don't remember that. You guys, I, like, I got a doggy bag to go because I couldn't eat it all or something. And you fucking suggested the guy uh, to give it free or something? I tried to get him to give it like free or cheap, and he kept telling me no. And then... I remember the scene being very funny. I don't remember all the details about it. Yeah, I don't remember either. I couldn't even eat the steak, but I was trying to get it for free for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he didn't like me very much. I do want to real quick read out because now we do have back to back interludes. We do have with the orb in hand, the gang head back to Brightbank, but they begin to question their quest along the way. Followed by the party is split. Merlin going into the vault on his own while the rest of the gang finally hears from Gerundu. Oh, these were my dude. favorite. Uh, this well, is where we met. Favorite episode. Yeah, these were great. Isn't this where we met 
the dog? Yes. Yeah, so this is where uh, first you guys get back, and on the boat ride and everything, you guys were like, I don't think I trust Professor Wake. Let's break into the vault and see what's going on. You guys go to um, question Jerundu while Merlin is saying he's got diarrhea or something. <laughs> And splits from the party. I don't think I said no, I had diarrhea. They told me, or they told them that they, I yeah. had diarrhea. <laughs> it ends up being Merlin going Ubo. down, and then Ubo coming right behind him. Johnny and Barry taking their headphones off. Professor Wake, Professor Wake wanted to go back to her office, and we were freaking out. So me and Clyde distracted her, and Ubo ran to tell. Merlin, what was going on? I went down into the vault with him. And then you, uh, Clyde and Alchex talking to Professor Wake, found out that she was cool with you guys getting all the orbs and collecting because that's what you guys were doing. You guys were going to go steal the orbs and uh, because you didn't trust her. And she was like, you know what? You guys can have the orbs. Uh, I, I think they're safer with you four. But you guys had no way of contacting. Merlin and Ubo to say that you've got permission yeah, after they were stressful. already in the vault. Uh, no, we had Klug in on it. Klug was helping us because we told him if he didn't help us, we were going to blow his cover about him being the ones who stole the Yes, and Klug the was time. with Merlin, and then Ubo went with Merlin and Klug, yes. So yeah. Klug was able to give some heads up of some of the security, yeah. Yep. And I remember me and Clyde absolutely fucking grilled Professor Wake and she passed every single test about not being an illithid. Yeah. I even laid hands on her. But at that point you had no way of contacting yeah. the other two and we took off headphones and it was seriously one of my favorite because when I was recording with Barry and Johnny and they pretty much were given that permission but had no way of contacting the other two you two were like freaking out john i I don't remember the whole timeline but i know that you guys were running back and you're like dude what do we do and john john is like i don't know man just keep running <laughs> i don't remember where you guys were running to we were trying to run to the office i think merlin and ubo not having any any idea to stop the plan they go along with the plan uh break in steal back the orb on the way out um Headmaster Wake comes down. That's what it was. Headmaster Wake had a silent alarm tripped. So she was running to the mm. office and then oh, you two yeah. are following behind her. And you guys are like, do we do we kill her? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what to do, man. It was like when we picked you up didn't. a dog or something, wasn't it? Or the yeah, box dog Jeremy down the dog. Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy the dog. Yeah. There's a lot of Jeremys in this. <laughs> yeah. I bet you the head elephant's name at the very end boss battle is going to be Jeremy. Ten Jeremys. <laughs> Jeremys everywhere. The thing is, when you guys confronted, when she confronted you guys down in the vault and was asking why you guys were there, you guys rolled really well persuasion checks to dissuade her. Like you said that you heard a noise coming from down there or something like that. And I was, myself as DM, I was so nervous about that because I was like, how are they going to like pull this off and me not have to like hand wave a lot of stuff? But you guys rolled really, really good on that. I remember that. How did we explain that we had the orb? Uh, 
you guys said that there was a thief and you chased him down there and they must have dropped the orbs oh, and yeah. found him on the floor. <laughs> that's <right. laughs> yeah. And that's when she's like, yeah, you know what? It's not safe here. You guys take the orbs. And that's what you guys are trying to do anyway. Oh, shit. I forgot right. about that. We're, we're going way over what I was expecting for this. Uh, next up, lightning orb. This one, you actually didn't have any insight to where the lightning orb was going to be, other than you knew that Klug put the lightning in the, in the wind orb on a caravan heading north. So you guys just took off north. Um, and that's where we came up on while well, we were heading close to Mirand. Yeah. First, the but, start of that arc was your guys' dreams. You guys all had some dreams. Those dreams were, those oh, yeah. dreams were all significant. That. Yeah, Merlin had a dream about an apocalypse or something. Well, about wasn't it like Liliana or Liana or something Tiana. like that? Like Tiana, <laughs> your sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one girl, you know, he had a dream about her. And I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the mini campaign too, where he got like all the info in that dream. Yeah, no, this you one know, you all four that. had your own dream where you all four had a little sneak peek of insight. Uh, yeah, Merlin's had to do with his sister on a farm while he was cutting horses, hair, and uh, Rainbow came out. All checks, do you remember your dream? Um, no. <laughs> it was a gear <laughs> on a table talking to you. Didn't it like, wasn't it like floating and spinning? Uh, I think it was just sitting on the table, but it was talking to you in like this big, like ethereal voice. And you could tell that it was Onotar, your god. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> you guys, you guys, uh, if you if you are gonna go back and listen to like any episodes, I think this one could maybe be a good one to listen to again, and also episode 11 would probably be a good one to listen to again. Yeah, since that's gonna be in game key. Right <laughs> now everybody's gonna scrape through that whole episode. Yeah. We're uh, gonna flood of of listener theories come through. Clyde. Clyde had an episode about a snowy city that I'll go ahead and point out was most likely either Owl's Peak or Glassburn. Glassburn. I mean, those are like the two cities in snowy places. And he saw somebody that looked just like him uh, with green flame forging some really shiny reflective material. But Johnny, when he woke up, when Clyde woke up, he said, it was me. I was looking at me. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to set the record straight. I did not mean that the person Clyde was looking at was, in fact, him. But when they raised the visor, it looked really similar to him. But but I think the way Johnny heard it, he thought I meant like you were staring at yourself. And then you were looking in your mirror of the shiny thing and you saw yourself again. (laughs) It's funny, though, how he relayed it. Yeah. He was like, everyone was me, man. <laughs> um, and Ubo's, Ubo was like looking down on Modress. And then Ubo woke up with a really big headache. It was static. You said you said that I saw like um, something and then I just went to static. What episode was that? Um, that would have been the interlude before, or that would have actually been episode one of the lightning orb. So what's the lightning orb called? Um, oh, fuck. Lightning and plunder. Lightning and, pl- Lightning and Blunder. That's episode one of Lightning and Blunder. Um, from there, going up north, you guys get closer and closer to Mirin, get attacked by some zombies. They have Quickness of Turtles' little satellite thing. So then you find out that Quickness of Turtles either dead or something. Dead or um, captured or something. 
By the way, before this, uh, Professor Wake did mention that she didn't know where the Funky Four were. Um, th- Dude, Tiana. That's what it is. She's going to be that. She's going to be the head illithid. Oh, yeah. I probably. thought she meant that's what her name is. I was like, yes, I no, said that. <laughs> no. You said episode 11 is key to the end, and we always just blow off Merlin when he talks oh, about yeah, his sister. Oh, yeah, you guys are like, yeah, she's that's gonna, your sister, man. She's going to come back at the end and be like, fuck you, too. Well, They're yeah, gonna she's going to be, be like, like, wow, you guys left me here to die. I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> so uh, episode, I think it's two or three of Lightning and Blunder is when you actually get into the town of Mirren and find out that it's all empty. After, yeah, after some searching, you find somebody. <laughs> we did well. Hang on, didn't we get attacked? It says the camping session near. Yeah, we got attacked by, by the um, Yeah, that was like the zombies. It was like governor. undeads. They kind of like preluded the undeads that you guys are gonna find, and also that's when you found Quickness's satellite. So yeah, then we get to Miran. Like found the governor or something. And I was talking. It was to the him. governor, so you knew that this these zombies came from your end. Oh yeah. Um, but then when you get there, you find it all empty except for one little boy, Jeremy. Hiding. I think his name is Jeremy. Hey, real yeah. quick, real quick. If you have Jeremy. not yet listened to the show and you don't want, spoilers. I mean, one of the biggest spoilers in the show, you should skip ahead probably like two minutes or so. <laughs> it's going to be right at a point where we say <laughs> what Jeremy did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like, oh, fuck. so yeah, we find a little boy named Jeremy in a barrel who can't pee or poop. Can't pee or poop. And he talks really funny. Talks real funny. His parents died, apparently. I can't recall ever meeting him. Merlin didn't even recognize him, but he knows everybody in the town. everyone in this town, but this Jamie. He knew knew exactly what was going on and where to take us to the little crack in the quarry. Right? Yeah, he let us down there. He helped us. He helped us down there, so he was like, hey, you know, I'm cool. I'm going to be this brave little kid and help you out. We gave him a mask of many faces down there, didn't we? Turned him into, like, a big dude. Can't remember what he looked like. I sent him to die because I made him charge in. Did he die? Yeah, he did die. At one point, he did die. I made him run in first. Well, wait, hang on. Wasn't there, like, a skeleton receptionist dude? It was a robot. A robot, that's what it was. Oh, someone <laughs> killed him. It wasn't me that time. You did somebody No, did. somebody pressed a button no. and stuck him to the ceiling and zapped yeah, him. The magnets. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't me that time. But like, I do remember the Uber. door code was, was 6969 and 0420. Yeah. I think was the door codes to get in there. Yeah. That was Ubo. And it and he killed him. Yeah, and uh you guys it was another kind of surprise where you guys found that it was actually uh uh, quickness of tur- turtle that was like setting up all the traps down here, but it was because uh, Naomi from the town of Mirren, a former uh, Scrimmore superior, found the lightning orb, started to experiment on bodies to try to bring back her wife. That's like in like a little like fridge box thing, um, and that's why she was like kidnapping the town to have more people to test on before she perfected it to try on her wife. Uh, so quickness was like helping against his, uh, you know, his better judgment. But he did say he was trying to help you guys out by making the codes funny numbers that you guys would get. <laughs> well, he helped us. He helped us fight through. Yeah, and helped us dodge all the traps to get to Naomi. 
And then she tried to convince us she was doing good, and we didn't buy it. You know, we, we didn't kill her. We just, like, knocked her down a peg and got the ore back, made her see the error of her ways. Clyde let her talk to her dead wife with his cups. Who told her she's being stupid. Right, and that she just wanted to be dead and, like, live in peace. And then I remember... Something killed Jeremy, I don't remember what. I sent him into the room first to scout it out. And there was the big giant ogre dude. And he literally died. And Johnny's like, let's not bring him, bring him back. We didn't we didn't kill him. I wanted to bite his toe off, see if he would bleed. Because <laughs> like the the, uh, the governor or whatever, the guy we fought. Yeah. Every time we would stab him or hit him with an axe, he wouldn't bleed. Yeah, at that point, you guys were more thinking that he was maybe like a zombie or something. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and you know, and you know what I, I, another peek behind the curtain. And again, if you if you're listening to this, but you don't want like the biggest spoiler, go ahead and skip ahead another one minute. I would say when that happened, I was this fucking close to making his ring into a toe ring instead. <laughs> Where, like, I was going to, like, say one toe has a toe ring on it and see if, like, you decided to bite that toe off instead. And then I was going to have it, like, you bite the toe off and it turn into a big elephant. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was, I was, I was this close to to mentioning that because I knew that you would be like, all right, I'm going to bite the toe ring toe off. (laughs) If we would have killed Jeremy there and let him stay dead, would you have found another way to steal the orbs from us at the end of Act 2? Or, like, the first act. I mean, I would have maybe had, like... I would have probably had, like, Naomi try to convince you guys to bring him... Try to bring him back or something. I so mean, there would have been... But if, like, if okay. you... I mean, if you guys wouldn't have brought him back, I don't, I don't know what I would have done. Because, <laughs> okay. So, I was wondering, because I, I thought about that. Like, we should have just fucking killed him back then, like Clyde said. And <laughs> well, then, I mean, you guys didn't even have to kill him. You could just... I mean, he just died. And Johnny was like, just, hey... Just let him be, man. We didn't kill him. Let's now we don't have a little kid we have to take care of. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, no. Naomi, you guys convince her to give you the thing back and uh, the lightning orb. You guys actually help bury her wife, and um, I think that's when you guys got some cool gear. Somebody from the town uh, gave you guys some gear for saving everybody. You guys saved the fanta- uh, the um, the funky yeah. four, not the fantastic four. Tenement t- Treasures, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, it was a really yeah. long name, and Johnny kept adding more words to it. <laughs> yeah, that's where we got all kinds of cool shit. I think I got my sword there for the first time, the flame sword. That's where you guys got the choice to either walk back and bring or in a, and go back and help Ma- Headmaster Wake, because Headmaster Wake was saying that, like, that's when somebody was attacking Jerundu, one of the nurses, and, like, I mean, shit was going bad, so, but you guys, and that, this is one, another part that I really had no idea where the story was going to go, and that's why I couldn't prep for two sessions this night, because I didn't know if you guys were going to decide to go back to school or to keep going north to follow the wind orb. Yeah, and we sent the Funky Four back to the school to help out. Yeah, and uh, that's the last we've seen them so far. Um, after that is the wind orb, wind of change. This is a... Uh, a really fun one that um, I really enjoyed. You guys just kept heading up north more. At this point, it was more of that. You guys were like, well, 
these orbs were finding their way to our homelands, so we might as well head up to Glasper and see if we can find the wind orb there. Um, yep. And along the way, we found the rock circle. Yeah, I don't. That, that's an important part. Yeah, to I'm talk looking about. at these. Man, I got really bad at writing these summaries. Which one is that? <laughs> they got. <laughs> got pretty. That one was so four. fucking funny. Will they kick enough butts? Will they get enough chips? That was a good one. Now these are like <laughs> the lightning orb is in hand. It's time for the refundables to find their next step in their adventure. What the fuck is that? That's. I got to go back and fix these. <laughs> it's probably because I'm usually like editing until like midnight on Monday, and then I'm just like, all right, just fucking. Put it up there with something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember the episode, but like we. I think it's Windor Part One. One. It might be. We just we stumbled across the clearing, and it was really funny because you were like, "Oh, it's written in fucking." I don't remember what it was. The, the language. It was um, deep speech, which is what Illicit speech. speak. Right, and you you were so psyched because you thought we would be tripped up by that, but Ubo rolled a fucking like massive carbon dating. Like badass inter- or like everybody rolled really good, and this is on. when we were tracking a roll. So and like, I'm fluent in deep speech for some reason, Pro- which kind of yeah. makes sense. You oh, because you're like a kill. robot to kill them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to do that, and you you had an oversight there. You know you what? Remember, I will. I'm going to point another oversight while we're recapping this episode. So yeah, you guys found these uh, these stones that pretty much make it so that. If a cloud passes across the moon in the middle of the night, then um, while you're staying in, standing in the middle of the, or- the stones, it'll travel you back in time. I have in my notes and everything fully intended for this to only work on a full moon. I re-listened to the episode and everything. I do not say that, and the moon is not a full moon because I say I was close. I said it's a um, when you guys go back one day. I say you look up and you see that it's a, a waning, uh, a waxing gibbous, which means like it's almost a full moon, but it's not quite yet. So will we go farther back than 24 hours if it is a full moon? Uh, no, because you guys uh, did some arcana checks and things like that about it. And you you found out that it's probably because like the magic is so, so old yeah. that this it's just like, kind of worn down. <laughs> I was going to I was going to bury Jeremy in a hole with the orbs oh, so he yeah. didn't lose them. <laughs> And put a little breathing hole there. <laughs> we're getting we're getting really really close to the uh, <laughs> getting caught up now. Uh, from these stones, you guys do go back in time one day, but then you guys just keep going forward. Uh, so luckily, we have no like time paradoxes or anything where you guys like go back and meet your former selves or anything. Is that a thing? We have to discuss this. We'll do this after the episode, but we don't know. We, we've got to talk about this before. I mean, we we're going to have to find episode. out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I know. But for now, you guys kept going, so you guys just got like a head start. You guys like earned a day back. Um, the next one says bundle up. We're going to Glassburn. This is where we go to Glassburn, find out like what Glassburn looks like. Meet a yep. couple people from all Texas past. Yep, Bergeron. Uh, we went to the factory where I was created. Yeah. And it's just kind of like two like fucking to... slackers now by themselves. Yeah. Just kind of like cranking out an alt- an Altrex every like month or so. Merlin just shot down every hope and dream Altrex had and made him <laughs> find out that he was a junk robot. <laughs> He's so hey, weird. You know, that, you know. Well, I redeemed myself with that thing, whatever I said. But it still happened. 
I won't forget it. I mentioned it to uh, <laughs> boost you further, though, I think. Yeah, I mean, it did, but I, 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 <laughs> I just remember that being like a, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the the next episode's summary just says, All checks is home. Welcome to Glassburn, the city where the Warforged are born, and there's absolutely no glass to burn. <laughs> I think it's called <laughs> See, that, that because you guys were trying to make a snow globe or something to look no, like we were an trying orb. To make a fake orb. The fire ruby. Yeah, you're trying to make a we fake gonna... fire ruby. But it yeah, was we're you. Fake it to steal it. Merlin was like, "Hey, Alltrex, can't we just make a fake uh, ruby here with some glass?" And you said, "No, there's no glass. <laughs> <laughs> there's no glass here. It's like uh, slate yeah. roofs everywhere. Everything's made out of ice yeah. and rock." And I was know? like, "Well, I mean, fuck it's it's your hometown, so if you want there to be no glass, there'll be no glass. <laughs> no glass, man. No glass and glass burn. Um, I mean, we are uh, we're way over time right now, so just I'll just." little bit because i do think the last episode we're gonna have a couple I things i think talk we about. got like 700 seconds before 45 minutes there right i did the calculations no we got an hour and s- we're at an hour and seven minutes right now really yeah i thought this was yeah. gonna be like a half hour thing <laughs> so um, <laughs> well, uh we find out that yeah Glassburn and burstron they do indeed have the wind orb because their kind of rival town of Owl's Peak took back their fire ruby that they used to power all their forges. Uh, so now they need an alternative uh, source of electricity. So they're going to use the wind orb and they're going to make some big like indoor wind, wind turbines and use the wind orb to power them. But you found out that they took back the ruby because they lost the annual... Uh, MWE, Modris Wrestling Entertainment, uh, to a Warforge that they did not enjoy. So, how did we end up getting back that Fire Ruby to trade for the Wind Orb? We talked to... We were planning at first with Bergeron to do a heist. We were going to steal the Ruby. And we actually, peek behind the curtain here, we actually had a whole episode where we went and stole... Or we were about to steal the rubies. And you guys got it. You guys got the ruby that episode. I was like ready to grab it. I was standing right there in front of it. You guys Clyde, did. Did I steal it? You guys got the ruby because Clyde distracted all the fucking guards <laughs> in the town. Yeah, with, with flaming pants or shoes or something like that. And he caught the town on fire. You know, because the guards... He slapped... Well, dude, there was so much shit that happened there. There's a lot of, of shit. All, and like I said, we're at an hour and seven minutes. Oh, no. But just so we, everyone can peek behind the curtain, there are two alternative timelines to this setting, one of which Clyde leads the entire town guard away from the town, while the other three go and steal the fire ruby from like this big museum it's in. That was a good boy. <laughs> Johnny lost his entire audio that episode, so we ended up redoing it, and the second time we went with the wrestling match. To get Which ended up being a much better, you know, outcome. I was kind of bummed because I put like rage armor on Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. I was like, I'm it leaving. Cool. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then we did the wrestling match, and we found out that Bergeron and um, we won, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name now. Um, Remus. Remus. Yeah, that they were really close, and. and uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was. I just wanted to just throw out Brandon's name real quick, the receptionist. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was he was all right. He won me a lot of money and gave me a lot of money after I found out he tricked us and lied to us. About his about 20 17 kids. kids. Yeah. 17. 17. I will never forget this till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> this guy tried to pull a fast one on us. Yeah, and bullshit. We fucking did a, a super stealth mission where Merlin went as Stu, his spider, and like traveled as him and was relaying info back to us of where he was going walk around trying to recruit a bunch of town kids to be his fake kids. <laughs> and then, then we fucking busted him. I made him give me back. He gave me like four grand. I think it was. No. It was he gave me lot. more than that. Yeah. A lot of money. I've got like six G's chilling in the bank in gold right now. <laughs> because I also bet on us to win the match, which we did. That was epic all the way around. Um, so, yeah, Brandon, he just he's back to work and he's a, he's a piece of shit. I won't deal with him no more. <laughs> And then, yeah, that's, that's, there are two things. Uh, so yeah, obviously you guys did win the wrestling match, which got you guys the fire ruby bag, which you guys did in turn trade for the wind orb. So you guys did have all four orbs. But one thing we did forget is a, you guys did have a fifth in your wrestling match. Uh, Larry, Larry the laser, Larry who laser. was a big elephant big that elephant fucking guy. sucked and he got big thrown out first. Guy. His voice was Second, really tiny. I've, I've got here in my notes. Clyde discovers a secret. We forgot. A, we glossed over that. Oh, the uh, secret name. Uh, the name we of the his steel, daddy, which is uh, Mennonite. No, not Mennonite. That's a that's like a, <laughs> that's a Amish people. thing. Uh, I don't know. I mumbled memogram. Yeah, it starts with an M. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. It's um, like Mirnite or Mirenite, something like yeah. that. Yeah, Mirnite. But also, like more importantly. You found out that you're kind of brothers with Alltrax because oh, your daddy yeah. made Alltrax's butt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We so are, Alltrax has an indestructible brothers. butt. You cannot destroy it. And I can't wait till one day you just get well, fucking he, blown to smithereens he, and it's just your butt just standing. Yeah, he dies, <laughs> but his butt remains. <laughs> Don't tell me you got this planned out already. I'm not dying. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, it's not happening. It's going to happen. <laughs> but just sitting uh, there. We are still on the search for how to make the fire last yeah. longer, though. It's close, though. It's close. We're um, getting there. Very last episode was it was a pretty happy episode. You guys were celebrating getting treated by, like kings in this town after this wrestling match. Ubo got just fucking sloshed, passed out in his shell. You guys were dragging him behind the horses. Decided to camp for the night. While setting up camp, intelligence checks were made. Intelligence checks were failed. One of Illithid's <sighs> main uh, moves is the Mind Blast. And we found out that Jeremy was indeed, like Johnny has been saying for the first five seconds of meeting him, an Illithid. Uh, and he took the orbs back and then phase shifted into the astral plane. And that is where we ended the show two weeks ago. <laughs> or four, I guess by the time this goes out, yeah. maybe four weeks ago. So, yeah, that was a shitty but well-played plot twist. I gotta give it to you. I did not see that coming. None of us did. And the only person who could have withstanded the blast <laughs> was shit face drunk. Literally an out. intelligent saving throw. Uh, and the smartest character. <laughs> I bet you were like, I bet you were so happy that, that I was over out. the moon. At the time, like, I really, I, I really thought 
there's no way Uba is going to fail the saving throw. So I was thinking, like, I wonder if, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, may, I was like, maybe Uba <laughs> saves, and then Ubo either, I don't know if Ubo can take a, a mind flare by himself or somehow wake up some friends, and then those friends start waking up other friends, and then the, you guys U- win. Ubo, like, I don't know. Ubo drinks once, and then. And then one time, for <laughs> some time. reason, he was ever drank. <laughs> he was feeling good, man. We yeah, it was a good match, night. You know? what are the I'm going to go to AA after my first drink. Triple <laughs> A. Oh, that was so crappy, man. I was thinking it might happen. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you know, there was a number to beat, and you had four people. Well, three people. I thought you were going to have four people rolling to beat, to beat it. This I mean, one number. Yeah, I mean, even if you have a negative one intelligence saving throw, you could still roll, you know, a nineteen twenty or whatever. So what I, the, I thought the, the odds were that? good. What was that? The, what's the save for that for a mind flare? It's got to be. High I mean, shit. I said it in the thing. It's either it, I think it was a seventeen. Yeah, that's that's hard. But I mean, we all got to get smart before we. But anybody, can, you know, anybody could have made that. Anybody could have. So I was thinking, like, who knows? Two people might save and beat the fuck out of him i don't know <laughs> so like when three of you failed and then ubo was passed out that was that was gnarly uh it's coming yeah it's exactly what he wanted to happen it was <laughs> i mean i mean for me i thought it was a really cool uh i did think it was gonna be a cool moment um and i think it worked out pretty well like story-wise narrative-wise so i think it's kind of cool but uh, I know that there's definitely already plans in motion <laughs> for next episode, so I'm very excited for that. Do we want to take like a minute to like talk about like is there anything leading up to the next little arc you, or act you got? Like, do we have like a few weeks, or is it just gonna jump right in it? No, Jeremy's got to die. <laughs> it's it's got to happen the first episode, so right off the rip. I just need to know timeline. Uh, timeline. We are gonna pick up with you for, uh, it, the stun only lasts for one minute, so we're gonna wake up. We're gonna start in two weeks from now. We're obviously gonna record before that, but I'm saying, uh, this episode dropping in for listeners two weeks from today. We're gonna start 59 seconds after Jeremy faced to the astral plane, and you three getting unstunned. And then we'll see what happens from there. Uh, and then maybe trying to wake up Uber and tell him what the fuck just happened. Okay. I just got like a different like picture of Merlin now. And I just, you know, just thinking if I can, you know, do that within the time limit we got. So I got like a couple of minutes, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have like 59 seconds from the start of the episode. One minute. So yeah, guys, this went almost three times as long as I thought it was going to be, but we did do episode one through 31, so that's awesome. Um, If you've made it this far, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun from episode one. So have I. This was a lot of fun to recap on those earlier arcs that I forgot a lot of stuff about. It was a lot of fun. fun. Reliving memories. Yeah. Just thinking how fucking good the show is. (laughs) <laughs> I might be biased, but I think this is a pretty good show. <laughs> it is. It is. I like it. All and right. Anything about like aliens, man, is good. Yeah.
Hello, everybody. It is me, your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. Hope you all enjoyed that little trip down memory lane. I know I did. I want to give a huge, huge thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you so much, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, Tiana H., Talking Anime with Mitch, Lawful Stupid Podcast, Bradley Mitchell, Bradley M., Brittany D., Danny T., Sash, Jason Pravat, Jeremy Fair, Locust Strike, Zoltar, Bay Area Bio Socials, Danny M., Jurundu, Jean Lorber, Remus S., and Jorian Drake. You all are keeping this show going and our other show, One Shot Onslaught, going. And we appreciate that so much. If you want to get your name on this list and get a whole bunch of cool bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash one shot onslaught or bit.ly slash halfway to Patreon. The link's also in the show notes below. Now's the perfect time to sign up for our Patreon too, because I've got some big news. I actually just released the very first arc of this show, the Scrimmore Academy arc, where the uh, characters are going through the dungeon of the school. As a uh, one-shot adventure published on dmsguild.com, you can head over to bit.ly slash halfway to tokens, and that will take you to the link straight to my adventure. I would greatly appreciate any support I could get on that. Uh, I mostly just want to hit uh, 50 sales on it so that I could get a uh, copper medal, which then I can proudly say I'm a DMs Guild bestselling author, and then I can feed my ego. And circling back to why it's a good time to become a patron is because all of our patrons are going to get free copies of this adventure. That's right. Sign up for Patreon, and I will send you a link to the adventure for free. We've actually got a lot of stuff still to plug and advertise, but I'm trying to keep it short. So uh, the big one is if you could please go and give us an iTunes rating review if you haven't yet. And also please follow our other podcasts, our newest podcast, Shitty Cowboys. You can find that wherever you're getting your podcasts or follow us on Twitch uh, and watch it every other Saturday. And the podcast drops every other Wednesday. And sometimes you might have to search like SH. T-T-Y and leave out the I for that to pop up on iTunes. Uh, that one, we could really use a help in getting uh, more ratings and reviews on that one since it's so new. Also, if you're not following us on Twitch, go follow us on Twitch right now because this coming Friday, we're going to be giving away a Dice Vault to one very lucky Twitch follower. All you need to be doing is following us on Twitch and you will be automatically entered in to win that Dice Vault. And yeah, I, th- I think that's it for now. Uh, just go to MajesticGoose.com to stay up to date on all of our current shows and everything like that. And we've added a lot of really cool merchandise to MajesticGoose.com. Definitely go there, buy some awesome hoodies and shirts and stickers and things. All right. Uh, I will talk to you all later. Bye, everybody. Yeah, we could have just done Barry and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else just take the night off. Me and Barry got this. <laughs> oh, shit. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.